Welcome to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to promote local creative businesses and people. I am your host, Geraldine Hennessy, and today I am joined by Anna Gronetska in the beautiful surroundings of Fernhill House Hotel in Clankilty. In this episode, we discuss Anna's creative roots, taking the leap into full-time photography, the intense nature of her work and going with the flow. Anna also shares some good advice for people starting out in business. So you're very welcome to Cork Creative, Anna. Hi, Geraldine. Happy to be here. So tell us a little about you and how you got into photography. So my name is Anna Groniecka or English version uh, Gronieka. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am originally from Poland. I came to Ireland in 2006. You, you know, it's like uh, I'm from the family where, where men were generally just working in uh, coal mines. Mm-hmm. So basically being a photographer was not ever considered a kind of good uh, career choice, like, you know, so... Basically, my dad, when he was only 29, he had an accident in the uh, mine and, uh, you you know, he kind of started doing other things. He was never really a professional photographer, but he was doing quite a lot of photography, like paintings, like writing poems and stuff like that. And I was only small. I was about five or six. So I I watched him kind of doing those those things. And uh, I think it's actually funny that my dad still has such an artistic soul and my mom is an accountant. So like... You can only imagine. Yeah. I still remember when he was developing all the kind of old films in our tiny uh, bathroom in Poland with no windows. So I, I don't know, some, somehow that love of photography grew uh, in me over the years. And it was always a, like, you know, in the background. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's like uh, that wouldn't be kind of your primary choice because like you know like people look at artists and like that that can't be your job you Mm -hmm. know so I went into administration and um, but photography was existing existing in my life so I got my first camera in 2000 was it eight nine well the proper one let's Mm -hmm. say DSLR because uh, earlier you you know those little cameras with with film that you just had like you, you know so I used to use them but then I said look it's like it's actually fun so Let's do that. And then after a few years, after like, I actually am um, self-taught and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's quite, quite interesting that I kept, kept it going in the mm. kind of background. When my second child was born, I just kind of said, look, maybe I'm going to try to go full time into photography. And I, a friend, like friends and family started booking me for kind of stuff, like some communions here and there. And then somehow from there, it kind of grew into a full-time business. Mm. I am working as a photographer since I think December 2016 now. Okay. So it's been a it's been a while now. Yeah. Would your father be just very naturally very creative? Like he was, he's just a, a kind of creative type as such. Yeah. Even even his handwriting, you know, yeah. for men, he his handwriting is really like calligraphy like you know very sort of like leaning and the right and uh, like you know very beautiful writing Mm. you wouldn't say it's it's a man kind of Mm. writing kind of style so he always had this soul I I I think if he was maybe born in different place or different time maybe he'd be some sort of artist like you know sometimes reality takes over and like you know it's there's, yeah. there's a big difference between having to work in a mine and being creative. It must have been kind of a challenge for him to kind of balance the two, I suppose. I, I think up to some set, like uh, up to some extent, uh, he was actually 
like that that was natural that was the kind of path that you're yeah. supposed to kind of mm. follow you know it's like some kids like i don't know 30 40 years ago were told oh you have to get married young you have to have a full-time job nine to five mm. and you know and a lot lots of people are conditioned to yeah to do that mm. it's not natural well it's it's getting better now but mm. for lots of people it's like how can you have your own business like mm. you know it's it's is it a real job even i was asked being at the wedding photographing a wedding i was like what's what's your full time job and i'm just like i i have two cameras like you know <laughs> hanging off my neck photographing wedding here and you're asking me what my full time job, job is, is yeah. you you know so i think some people just don't but like it since he kind of knew he has to have a full time job kind of like you know to provide for yeah. the family and stuff mm. like he he kind of like I, I think that was his kind of way of maybe just kind of showing his soul and stuff because mm. my dad was never really kind of very emotional open person mm. let's say like you know but we all know he loves he loves us and like yeah so he was a good I suppose role model for you you could see that that he was he did that kind of in his spare time and then you changed yeah. from your administration role into being a photographer yourself. And did you find the transition from being like working admin to becoming a photographer? Did you find that difficult or? So when, when I was about 12, I decided I want to be a psychologist. <laughs> and it was my kind of main, main focus for like years. And then I actually was studying social studies in Poland. Mm. Uh, so I ended up with a degree in social studies. And then in administration as well, when I was doing the kind of distribution work and uh, a bit of logistics and stuff. I went to study business and then I'm working as a photographer. Mm. But you know, it's, I believe that everything you experienced in your lifetime actually led you to this moment mm. where you are. So to be honest with you, it's like my social studies, my business studies, my work and everything up to date actually helps me to be a better photographer, mm. understanding my clients better, put myself in their shoes as mm. well. And I, I'm quite an like empath as well. So mm. I can nearly see kind of shifts if someone is kind of feeling awkward and stuff and I can react to it uh, quite quickly. I do it on the subconscious mm, level, mm, obviously. Mm. But I think that all the kind of skills that I learned and practiced in my lifetime just just like making me a better photographer. You know? So it's brought you to the this point in time as such. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of camera do you use? Let's get a bit technical now. What... What kind of camera do you use now? Is it the same as that original camera that you bought a few years ago? Or? Yeah, so yeah. no, it's not. <laughs> You're after upgrading. Uh, it's, it's, I, I tell you about cameras now. It's every so often I get this question because like, you you know, people, oh, she's a photographer. I'm yeah. going to ask her and I'm being asked, what kind of camera would I buy? Yeah. I have no idea, mm. like, you know, because like even when I'm buying my cameras, I need to go and do research. Mm. Like, you know, I, I don't. I was never a very technical person. Mm. Like, you know, I know what's best for, for portrait photography, what's good for sports and stuff like that. Mm. I can give a kind of general, I, I know maybe it doesn't make me look like a, like some sort of knowledgeable photographer yeah. now, but because I'm self-taught, I learned a lot during the whole kind of process. So I started from auto portraits and then I moved a little bit to my friends and stuff like that. I learned how the light works and like maybe it was discovering the whole kind of photography uh, again unnecessarily because <laughs> you know but uh, it definitely helps with developing your own style mm. so to answer your question about what camera i use i think my first one was actually 
Nikon mm-hmm. or Nikon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like oh, you different see, people, yeah. different pronunciations. <laughs> yeah, tomato, tomato. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's that. Uh, so um, it was D60, I think. Uh, Nikon D60, which is, geez, it was so many years ago. Mm. I don't even remember. And then, you, you know, it's it's like, the camera is important. What's more important is your lens. Mm. So even if the kind of, let's say, cheaper camera, you should still kind of invest in a better lens because mm-hmm. lenses actually make the image like you look the way the, it, it is, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the end. But I, like, at some stage, you you nearly feel like your skills are starting to outgrow your camera, yeah. your camera yeah. uh, like, uh, like options. So you have to kind of go kind of like somewhere semi-professional maybe or all professional if you can afford that mm. so i'm still with nikon just because i when i started building the whole like you know like photography equipment is quite expensive mm. so when i started building the the equipment and i got all the lenses so they don't fit another system mm. and you cannot really use them with sony or you cannot use them with canon you mm. have to get the little adapters so look, okay, I'm 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 happy with uh, with uh, my Nikon. I got a mirrorless camera now mm. uh, with Nikon Z Z six two. I think they really make it all easier mm-hmm. than DSLRs. Mm. But I still feel that DSLRs uh, and film than before that mm. they really have like a soul, like yeah. you, you know, like a, so. I still kind of use all, all kind of three really like yeah. you know so I still have my my dad's old film cameras like uh, you know yeah. which uh, which I just love using but of course I wouldn't be using it at a, let's say like fast paced event or like mm. you know mm. because you know you only have so much time yeah you know for that so yeah basically Nikon <laughs> And I suppose so for you, it's more about, it's not as much about the camera. It's more about just taking the picture, the right picture, is it? It's Mm. it's more about the setting and all that, is it for you, as opposed to just the technical side of things? Yeah, well, you you have to know some sort of technicalities Mm. as well, just Mm. because you cannot just go and say, I have no idea. So I always feel that when you go through your college or school and like they, they show you this is the way and it's the only good way. Like, you know, why do you put people in boxes? Like, you know, they're artists. They they need to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, regardless of what camera you you would have, like, you know, it's it's important to know about maybe composition and uh, maybe textures maybe make it kind of interesting up to Mm -hmm. a certain kind of level. But then as well, just, I don't know if you know the rule of third in Mm -hmm. photography. So basically it's always like, you know, being like bang, bang, just do it, rule of third. Mm. If you feel like it doesn't work with the rule of third, just go. go like, with this. So you can break mm. the rules when you know them. So it's good to know them anyway, like, you know, but I, I don't like believe that they're more of a kind of direction mm-hmm. rather than you have to do it this way, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's often... So there are photographers out there and very famous ones, like worldwide famous that, um, you know, are cutting, for example, hands in places that they're not supposed to be cutting Mm. them. Like, you Mm. know, like uh, joints, basically, you shouldn't be cutting any limbs in in joints just because it looks awkward. They do it. Mm. They Mm. don't care. Mm. It's like, Mm. and they're actually known for it. Like, you know, so it's like people who are starting this new trend or are going against the, the rules. There is a kind of ones that are being looked up to like mm, you know mm. it's like oh my god look at him he does that mm. and he's getting away with it mm. like you shouldn't be ever afraid of having your own style so know the rules but maybe do what you think is best as such yeah yeah 
And how would you describe your photography style and, and do you have a favorite type of photography? My photography style, so the first thing to mention is I always loved photographing people. It could be from me wanting to be a psychologist because I was interested in people's psyche and just like I believe that everyone has a very interesting story. Mm -hmm. And it's always quite interesting when I photograph people to see their personality shines through, like, you know, Mm -hmm. so they're, they're not trying to... Well, a lot of people are trying to kind of fit the social standards, yeah. let's say, but it's it's quite interesting after a while that they actually get to be more comfortable in their own skin and they're not afraid of it, mm-hmm. uh, which is beautiful, like, mm. you know, and I think my style would be quite relaxed. I believe strongly in a good experience. Mm-hmm. You should remember your photo shoot, whatever it is, as a pleasant experience and you remember it forever looking at the photos. Because subconsciously, again, you'd be kind of going through the moment just by, you know, mm. just by picking, you know, like you, you have it somewhere nice, nicely on the wall. I was told so many times but by people that they have this beautiful picture of their family on the wall, but they were like, what a horrible day it was <laughs> to keep the kids clean and driving like three hours and you know, and like, it's, it's lovely, but like, who is it for? Is it for the guests? You know, so they come and they see, that's lovely, it's beautiful. Yes, but you know, that's all you remember. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of tarnishes the whole experience a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that's why, that's why I love uh, taking like kind of more of a a photojournalism or or lifestyle photos that you actually see the connection, the dynamic of the, let's say, family or the event. That's why people love candid shots, like, Mm. you know, just because they don't overthink that. Mm -hmm. They actually enjoy the moment Mm -hmm. at some festivals in Clonakilty, for example. So quite often I take photos downtown and then... You, you know, you can see people's happiness, their whole buzz, like, you know, so. Actually, that reminds me of, was it one of those Christmas ones? I saw your photographs and, you know, it was just, everyone was so happy. You know, it, it really came across in, mm-hmm. in the photographs and it was just lovely. It was actually such an enjoyable experience to look at the photographs because they were like that. They were just, people didn't really realize maybe that they were getting their photo taken and they just seemed genuinely kind of happy. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was actually a lovely thing to look at you know so yeah thank you no you're you're very good at what you do to be fair (laughs) oh thank you it's actually you know you have life lifestyle and then there is a new trend coming which is it's more intimate again Mm -hmm. so uh, i can see i can see the trend going across europe now that uh, you have photographers who come to you for like a half a day or a day Mm -hmm. and you just have kind of like normal activities let's say you decide to i don't know bake a cookies with your Mm. kids or something because you know with kids there is more action as well they Mm. don't care so much about anyone there like Mm. with a camera or if they do that it's just gonna be very short short lived they're they're interested in about two seconds and then they've moved on who's that person they're they're just there yeah Yeah. i've no interest in them anymore yeah Yeah. Mm. and i think uh, adults are very sort of like self-conscious and like you know they're just like they're gonna take a bad photo of me now i look horrible and like it's very unnecessary but the, the whole uh, idea is to photograph not only kind of smiley faces, but like everything what's going in your family. Mm. So basically it's not to expose some kind of moments like, you know, 
but this is for you to, to, I don't know, in 10 years you look at it and you'd be like, oh my God, look, she was crying because she couldn't do this or yeah. like, you know, something happened. So it's about capturing all the emotions, which is very interesting. I'm, mm. I'm not sure if, even if like lots of people are ready for that. <laughs> like, you know. But I, I like the idea of it. It's kind of capturing like an actual moment in time, you know, mm -hmm. and actual how things actually are as opposed to just a kind of pose picture yeah it's actually a very nice idea now i'm just trying to imagine my my children and <laughs> <laughs> maybe probably punching me and punching each other i don't know where but i like the idea but <laughs> yeah it's 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 great so like you you know when uh, i think lifestyle is most more than you actually are preparing yourself before the photo shoot as well so mm. may maybe you get some hair maybe makeup you pick your kind of clothes and stuff like that mm. while the the kind of the the kind of more intimate version of it is like you, you just like as you are like mm. in your pajamas just letting someone in and then nearly like capturing the day as it, it goes like mm. you know mm. of course you have to come up with some sort of activities mm. otherwise you're gonna end up just like i don't know with my children <laughs> They would be sitting and playing games all day and <laughs> I'd be working. So it, it's it's encouraging as well mm. for you to spend more time, a quality time, because, mm. you know, you can go to the beach or you mm. can. So that's definitely something I love that you can see everyone being included. Mm -hmm. So it's not only, oh, it's not only the children's shoot, it's us, the parents, mm -hmm. like, you know, and it's it's lovely to see people interacting you can see the dynamic you can see like you, you can see how they feel about each mm, other like mm. you know so that's that's beautiful is there anything i suppose in particular that you yourself take inspiration from it changes all the time. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I'm trying to keep my head quite open. You, you know, we all go through phases in in life. Um, I am always attracted to like visual like elements. So so basically, it doesn't have to necessarily be photographs because mm -hmm. I'm starting to be less and less on social media because it's very time consuming. Mm -hmm. But well, I'm I'm not trying. I'm just like I just don't have time for mm -hmm. that. Every so often, I I I watch a movie that really is beautiful and like you know i'm not trying to overthink stuff but i i can feel some sort of process are going in the back of my head mm. especially if you look at like i watched yesterday or two days ago uh, jojo rabbit which mm -hmm. which is a film from 2019 i believe it was just so beautiful and uh, visually like pleasing that mm. I watched it once and I couldn't remember anything because I just focused on like framing and colors I just didn't get much of the action the yeah, actual yeah. action so I had to watch it the second time which I then <laughs> cried my eyes out and from laughing and then from just sadness like yeah. you know because that that movie is great and then as well the Grand Budapest Hotel oh yes very similar it's my aesthetic for sure it's with the symmetry the really beautiful kind of like you you can say movement and then uh, often art as well mm -hmm. so like paintings i love going to the museums and just just it's, it's very impressive what one can do like you know and as well art often lets you just create something that is out of this world like you mm. know so you, you're nearly picking to people's heads like yeah. you know Sometimes songs, but like, you know, it's, it has to speak to my soul. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that would be kind of me. And you know, I noticed as well when I take photos, I often use my, my eyes. So yeah. like, it, it's such an intense process that mm. I forget how to talk. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to say something to someone to change their pose or whatever. And I cannot even get it out of my mouth. 
So then eventually I'm just like, okay, can I just move you or your hands? Because it will be much quicker before I get it out of my head. It's, it's just any other process, like going in my body is just interrupted, like, yeah. you know. It's so it's such an intense experience yeah. for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's a good sign. It means you're really into it, like, so, yeah. yeah. It's, do, do you know this phrase of, uh, of uh, flow, the yeah. flow? Mm. It's like that um, basically it's when you enjoy doing something so much that you get into the sort of nearly meditation yeah. sort of you get uh, so into it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It just it kind of becomes all encompassing like yeah and, yeah you don't have to eat you don't <laughs> feel tiredness jeez, oh, so many times i was just like i was nearly I, I need to make sure sometimes that i'm kind of looking after my my subjects yeah. like my mm-hmm. people i photograph just because like you know if I really enjoy it, it's like I'm gonna get them to to be there with me for like hours and hours to come, yeah. and I'm just like, oh no, they have to go and eat as well. And do you go to the toilet? <laughs> yeah, probably. So so sometimes I need to really kind of be sure. Okay, okay, just just so, look at the time, mm-hmm. like you know, and stuff like that. But like after the photo shoot, I didn't even know. I sat down. I was just, oh my god, I'm knackered. What happened? <laughs> I, I was just about to say that it must be, you must be so exhausted after it. Like mm. it must be quite, it must be quite draining on you. Is it like just the physical exhaustion must be quite intense after it? Yeah, but you, you don't feel it during and then, during you, it, yeah. you know, the, the whole flow kind of keeps you kind of going. So I could be going, going, but like then, you, you know, it will hit you. If you don't eat yeah. for like eight hours, you are on your legs all the time doing stuff, moving, kind of coming up with new ideas and stuff. It's, it's people I think it's when you work with your brain, your brain actually takes so much energy from your mm. body, like, you know, burns so many calories that mm. you don't even realize how tired Sorry, you yeah. might actually be, like, you know. But yeah, it's like, I, I love it. So like, you, you know. And social media, you mentioned there that you're, you don't have as much time for it as maybe before because mm-hmm. you're so busy, especially like with Instagram has really brought like photography into everyday life. Do you find this an advantage to you in your business or? It's changing so much in the last few years. I think it's not necessarily a platform for photography anymore. Uh, I definitely get uh, clients from Instagram and I find it very, very handy. Like even though I have a website, Mm. Instagram is still sort of like nearly one look and you kind of know someone's style straight away. Which is great. And it's great as well for the sort of more social, like social media, social Mm. aspects. I think Facebook is still being used more by people, but mm. that's what numbers say anyway. Mm. But Instagram is is great. It's it's better for mm. connecting with mm. people who you don't even know, mm-hmm. and it creates the sort of feeling that you actually know the people. Mm-hmm. You don't even realize that people do kind of watch, like you know, they oh, yeah. look and they they kind of maybe they don't react so you don't know, mm. but still, like you know, it still reaches them even mm-hmm. though they haven't maybe liked it or shared it or whatever yeah. but it, they've still seen it it's mm-hmm. still in their subconscious so they're they're yeah. aware so yeah that's not not necessarily a bad thing i suppose yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so you you like you know i would still kind of post my work and and uh, stuff like that but the well the first thing is when you go on social media there's so much content mm-hmm. over there like you know that you're just gonna be oh my god i don't want to look at that anymore today like mm-hmm. you know so or you're gonna go and scroll for like 12 hours and then it really takes loads of time to go and come up with some so, sort of caption, like, you mm. know, and uh, which is not going to be kind of repeating itself mm. over and over again. Because I don't, I don't create kind of graphics, let's mm-hmm. say, for, I just use my photography as mm. a content, but 
you know, you want to say something about yeah. it as well. So I do post when I maybe have a few minutes, like spare minutes here or there. But yeah, it's it's just I'm saying sometimes you kind of feel a bit discouraged because even though I know, I know people see stuff, but like, you know, if there is like practically no reaction to anything. I know. And all the work that it took to do that. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I say? So, so, so like, you, you know. So we'll see where Instagram is going to go. For, yeah. for now, I even heard that TikTok is not the place to be anymore. Uh, about TikTok, you know, um, I don't necessarily use it for professional stuff. Mm. I, I love TikTok. It's just like in 40 seconds, you can really squeeze so much <laughs> quality content. People are like, you know, so surprising with like how creative they are. And like, you know, I kind of use it because I was always afraid of like public speaking and like, I used to be a very, very self-conscious person and I literally use TikTok to to kind of like, I don't know how to say, to nearly make a fool of myself (laughs) to get out of the sort of like safe zone, like comfort zone, like, you know, and just like be like, okay, now I can say something on my Instagram stories and stuff. It's mostly, it's mostly just to do something funny, like, you know, to push me out of this kind of like, you know, this, oh my God, I'm so kind of scared. People will judge me and yeah. people will have their opinions and maybe they hate me. And so, you know, it's just overthinking again. Yeah. And, you know, of course, not everyone is for everyone. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But like, since you start, like, you know, when you're being truthful to yourself, you're being you, mm. you're attracting more like people like you really. Yeah, like all like-minded who, people, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And there is no like no point to really pretend like why do you want to be another kim kardashian like, exactly mm. even they all look the same kind of like there's you enough know. of one <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah and Anna, are there any peer groups and networks in cork that you find particularly helpful or useful well definitely network ireland mm-hmm. is great mm-hmm. uh it really does create a kind of like a family nearly feel just because like there is lots of self-employed women and uh, like as a photographer my my job is sort of like let's say lonely sometimes Mm -hmm. because I do kind of interact with clients but then I go home and do most of my job at home Mm. alone in front of the computer Mm. so people who I know they they're not necessarily self-employed so they don't know what I'm struggling with Mm -hmm. as a businesswoman and, you know, it's, it's just great to bounce it off, like, you know, other uh, self-employed women mostly. Like, yeah, mm. like, I, I don't, I don't know why I don't know many self-employed men. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just closing the, I, I, I don't know. But like, yeah, Network Ireland West Cork is, is like, I found amazing, amazing support. Definitely lots of help. So yeah, that would be one. I, I, I tried being with photography kind of societies not in Ireland mm. in the UK but I did not see the the kind of like value so I, I don't know if I just wasn't using that enough or like mm. or maybe it was because of COVID we didn't really see yeah. anyone in person either I, I think it's when you're self-employed you're lacking this face-to-face yeah. uh, contact and the kind of more of an online sort of memberships that you don't ever see people mm. like you know they don't necessarily deliver so it depends what you're probably looking yeah. for so for me uh, definitely Network Ireland West Cork mm-hmm. great and what are the biggest challenges you face like do you think being that like being a solo entrepreneur as such that's a big challenge I suppose you face it yeah do you have any other kind of big challenges 
Yeah, that would be one. Mm. Then sometimes, not so often, but sometimes that kind of bias maybe that uh, I'm a woman. I mm. was starting when I was in my mid-twenties, kind of like, you know, so it was probably like why a girl that age from Poland originally is doing photography. Like, mm. you know, what is that about? So it takes time to build your profile, mm. really, mm. for sure. And then as well as a mom and photographer, the sort of finding the, the kind of balance mm. in between two. I think because of children, my, my own kids, I, I actually love working with other kids mm. as well. We have this cool connection and like, you know, I enjoy and I enjoy taking photos of them. I understand the kids kind of like thinking, mm. let's say. So I, I, I love being a mom and I love being a photographer. It's just sometimes to just like find this balance in balance. between two, you know. I yeah. think that's the struggle for so many women, mm-hmm. isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> if we could just find a miracle cure for that. <laughs> a little switch on the wall, chunjung or something like that. Oh, you know? <laughs> gosh. Yeah. And which piece of technology or software can you not live without and why? Well, if it's about my life, Mm. it would have to be my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If it's uh, photography related, well, I I need my computer. Mm. Software wise, I find a lot of software sort of very great to actually know that it exists like Canva, Mm. for example, Mm. great for graphics and and stuff. I don't necessarily use that just because like I just use my my photos. I do use Photoshop. I do use Lightroom. Mm. uh, I do use a kind of editing software. Mm. It it is great to have that. But I remember when I was starting off, my small daughter, she was only three or four. I I didn't have a computer at all, desktop. Mm. I didn't have any. I only had my laptop. And my daughter, by accident, she dropped my laptop on the floor on the corner. So basically what happened... The, the screen, not, nothing happened with the screen, but like under the screen, there is the sort of, I don't know what that is, LCD or something. Mm. And it actually cracked. Uh, so half of the, the screen was not visible at all. And, you, you know, I started having some sort of like clients, but like, you, you know, it was mostly friends and mm. stuff. I actually worked the first, I don't know, seven months on my half laptop. <laughs> half the screen broken. Yeah. Oh, a, and it was only 13 inches or something like that. So tiny. Oh. And I did not have Lightroom because I couldn't afford it. I said to myself, like, I don't have money to invest at the moment. Mm. So whatever I make from photography, I'm going to put back into photography. Mm. Thank God I was actually making some money Mm. because I worked on half a screen of the laptop with, I don't even remember what software I was using. It was something probably like photos on uh, on Apple or something. Mm. Nothing professional. Mm. I was just doing some basic editing. Mm. I still like the photos funny enough because then when I could actually afford to upgrade with my equipment so Mm. I got myself a desktop I got a subscription for uh, Adobe and Photoshop Mm. and stuff I went into the phase when I was just photoshopping everything (laughs) (laughs) which I cannot look at those photos uh, like anymore because they're just too much too much processing too much editing yeah yeah yeah. oh and like a lot of photographers actually don't get out of this phase which is kind of quite sad you know mm. because it's really too heavy like you know it's I'm, I'm not even saying it's a trend but I think good photography is supposed to look like there is no editing done yeah. to it like you know so there is editing obviously but there like it, it shouldn't even 
tell you that there was anything done. So, so yeah. So yeah. like you you know if you look at the magazines for the last few years, so mm. it's nothing new. Models even have like skin uh, conditions or like uh, let's say pimples and mm. stuff like that left mm-hmm. for the printing. Mm. You know, so it's a great kind of way to go. I I generally okay. I generally do remove kind of like a temporary stuff, mm. like you know, because like in a week time you probably won't have it. But um, for the publications, maybe for uh, encouraging kind of uh, young women, mm. young girls, uh, you know, young people, it's it's great to, to to that it's actually like starting to change a little bit. Yeah, like the flaws are kind of left in. It's not as perfect. This is the way, the way things are and more naturally. Let's yeah. leave it in. But I suppose Photoshop and Lightroom, they're good as a extra, but the the main focus is on actually taking mm-hmm. a good photograph. The, the, yeah. That's the essential part. Yeah, and the whole kind of uh, advertising world is changing as well because mm. marketing used to be only for like, you, you know, I have a product, you want to buy it. Mm. So there was not kind of much marketing needed mm. uh, these days. Like they're trying to get onto the deeper level now, mm. not even the kind of like, oh, you watch this by yourself. What is it? L'Oreal or mm. something like that. Like, you know, have beautiful hair. No, they're showing the kind of real people, now, yeah. you know. Mm. Mm. So it's it's like you're going to go, even if you look at the website, let's say, and you see only like stock photos or beautifully kind of done photos, you're going to start thinking, is that a real website? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> so you need this personal aspect to everything and it's great because then you actually know the the real person or the real Mm. kind of values and like you know behind the brand Mm, mm, you know mm, not mm. not only okay like you know it's the perfect version yeah the the real light we want the real life version yeah exactly so i suppose photography has to kind of work along the same go with the same thing not everything has to be perfect it has to be kind of more like real and photography has to go with that vibe as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? There is a lot of kind of ways to improve certain things Mm. in photography. So like if you know how to use the light, for example, Mm. that is definitely one of the biggest things in Mm. photography. Composition is another. Um, Then uh, what level like what what level you should take is is the eye level generally you, you should take photos from a level of your eyes or mm. a little bit uh, higher than mm. that but you can really kind of uh, change people's appearance like people people's look like you know if you go kind of a little bit higher again mm. or like you know not necessarily lower because you're gonna make it quite awkward you don't want to shoot into people's nose or their chins or the, <laughs> but that is down to posing then because uh, <laughs> it's like a lot of people find it quite awkward what I tell them like yeah. to do like you know but if you are stressed during your photo shoot and you're trying to kind of like you you can see it in the body language so yeah. for me nearly kind of like um, like you know assessing your body language yeah. tells me a lot about how you feel mm. in the moment there is a lot of ways to really improve yeah. the, the, the f- final photographs, okay. like, you know, okay. without even going into editing. Yeah. And I heard this very, very um, wise advice that your editing starts in your camera. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, sometimes, I'd, like when I was going through this Photoshop phase, I mm-hmm. was just, I can fix it in Photoshop. I Yeah, whatever. And then, you know, you were spending hours and hours Jesus. at this stage i just know how to do it mm. as well as i as it can be done yeah to on, make on it the most day. straightforward yeah to yeah. to just avoid the whole kind of um 
Yeah, if there is a problem with makeup, just fix it before you take photos. Yeah. Like you know, and, and then it also keeps it kind of real, and mm. you know, and the person knows that you didn't smooth them out, and there, there's no texture left on their yeah. skin. You know what I mean? So, it's it's just like yeah, like again, personal aspects a little mm. bit. Yeah, there he goes. And what's your plans going forward? To be honest with you, I don't really have plans as such. It's 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 I'm a, I'm a funny person in that aspect. I just kind of get inspired by something and I take it on as a kind of project mm. or, or something so I, I still want to be a photographer it's like my, my photography kind of just started let's say unexpectedly mm. and it, it seems like I, I just trust it mm. I just trust the process it leads me into different directions mm. all the time so I, I cannot tell you what plans I have. You're just going with the flow. <laughs> basically, basically. I learned not to stress so much at that's this good. stage in my life, yes. <laughs> that, that's a good attitude to have, to yeah. be fair. Yeah, very good. And, you know, and with business, you don't really have much uh, control, like what's yeah. going to happen. Like, mm. let's, let's even take the last two years. Mm, exactly. You yeah. know, so yeah. like I just trust the process. Yeah. And I know that the universe will just lead me in the right place where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And. What piece of advice would you give to other people thinking of setting up in business and what mistakes or good choices did you make that you think could be of benefit to others? Yeah, so there's plenty again, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> it's, uh, the first thing is that people going into business sometimes expect very quick results, which is really rarely a case. I think you need to build your profile and like, you know, work towards having more exposure and getting into the right kind of connections, getting to know the right people. Mm-hmm. I, I think, Jesus, net, networking is crucial mm-hmm. these days, mm-hmm. crucial. So so definitely that would be one piece of advice. Give yourself time, be patient, don't give up um, too easily, like build your network, connect with people. Be kind, I'd say as well, because you have sometimes people who are not really kind and mm. you kind of, that most people actually, they, they're not really doing great in their business. I think it's just the internal frustration mm. or something like that. And then as well, don't like, don't throw yourself at anything that comes your way. It's uh, sometimes you're just going to waste your time mm. instead of just like it's you, you need to think before you're in you're gonna invest your time into something so some things there's no kind of like you know there's no way you're gonna benefit from that long mm. term or there will be no benefit at all to you and so you have to be quite wise because there is only some limited time you have as well like mm-hmm. you know so be wise about about who you kind of work with another thing it's especially for artists not only photographers but like artists like do not work for exposure <laughs> <laughs> oh it's though it's like or at least limited to certain like certain number but mm. like if it's been i've been asked so many times just to work for the exposure and it doesn't happen anymore funny enough but um as long as you don't mind when it's beneficial to you, mm-hmm. I noticed that lots of people don't appreciate you doing the work mm. because it came to them for free. Mm-hmm. So they didn't pay anything. So mm. even now, even if it's for family or something, like I just get a little bit something like a token money mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that just to get like, you know, if you have to pay for something, loads of money. I'm not saying now that's like, yeah. you know, but you're going to appreciate it more. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. value that more as well. And I noticed that thing that even if you're doing something for someone and they say for exposure, just charge something. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's another kind of advice. 
get inspired by other artists or other people, but do not try to copy them Mm -hmm. because people will eventually book you for for you, for your style, Mm. for your approach and for the whole kind of experience Mm -hmm. that you have coming with your service or your product even. But like, you know, copying someone it's it's never gonna work yeah really yeah. long term mm. mm. so yeah definitely that's well yeah that would be it i think it was quite a few <laughs> lots of good advice <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd like to learn more about anna and her work you can find links to her website and social media on corecreative.ie so thanks very much anna for joining us thank you geraldine it was a pleasure <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs>